1: So, James, let's talk about your uh, your UFC debut.
0: I was supposed to fight on the 16th, so uh, on Saturday last week. Um, obviously, that didn't happen unless it did, and I've missed the fight and I've lost by <laughs> by uh, default. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a really interesting choice. It, it kind of came off the back of me just retiring, um, having kind of quite a, lot, a little bit of fear about what I was going to do next. Um, you know, they asked me whether I wanted... Well, first of all, I, I'd done some sort of... TV commentary for I did 30 shows for BT Sport on the UFC originally, and then uh, I did some uh, commentary work on Bama, the British sort of MMA stuff. And the guy who did it, David Green, called me up and was like, "You know, do you want to have a meeting?" And I thought he was going to offer me some commentary work, and then he asked me to fight, and I, and I sort of laughed and was like, uh, "No." And then he, then he offered me the talked about the money and what I was going to do and how I was going to do it, and you went, "I'm in." Mean, I, mean. I was like, "Where do I sign?" <laughs> uh, 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 um, and then I, t- I came home and told my wife um, she cried and was like you're a dickhead, absolutely not because obviously the last kind of four years of my career, you know, I'd had surgery uh, three or four times yeah. she'd, had to, she'd had to lie in a hospital bed next to me, you know, I'm, I'm still I'm pretty beaten up, uh, you know, I walk like an old man I, you know, I have bits of me that are falling off so not the good bits um, and I, you know, she just didn't want me to go through that again and then I obviously embarked on the training and it was probably the hardest Toughest thing I'd ever done.
2: I mean, those those guys. Is are... it really that tough? I, I'm oh so intrigued. Like, like, are... like, in, in, in give me, give me, like, break, like, like, how many hours? What is it like? So I would train probably.
0: I, I mean, I was. I live in Northamptonshire at the moment in a TP, from what it looks like, or in the <laughs> yeah. in the bandstand actually. Um, and it's um, you know, it took me. You know, it was a four-hour round trip to get to the gym in London at London Shoot Fighters. I was there for two and a half hours. It was uh, intense sparring, full on sparring three times a week. Uh, you know, uh, wrestling sparring five days a week and jiu-jitsu sparring five days a week. I was probably burning two thousand eight hundred, three thousand calories in those two and a half hours. Um, I was, I was exhausted. You know, it was, it was mentally tough. You're learning four or five different disciplines. Um, you know emotionally you've got to front up every single day and peak which is very different than rugby because you know you, you, you play on a Saturday Sunday off Monday's a light day Tuesday's the yeah. hardest day Wednesday's harder Thursday day off team run Friday play Saturday every day was peaking trying to get me to to learn you know a, a set of skills that probably take you 10 years in in, yeah. in six months um, and you know that these people are like fighting for their livelihoods you know I'm I'm some posh public school who, ball who you know who played rugby who I didn't think I was particularly tough that's why I wanted to do it to see whether I had something about myself um and you know these guys are fighting and you know I remember I remember seeing one of the guys have a fight at the gym and I laughed at him and said, what are you gonna do with the cash buy a house he went I got paid 350 quid I was like I buy myself a pair of trainers I was like
1: whoa
0: I mean obviously it's different this is different Of co- course, course 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 yes, course starting out so I mean, but also the team I'm surrounded by, you know, these, these guys at shoot are are incredible that, you know, they, they've, they've got some unbelievable good talent. All of them have tried to help me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen now with it because, you know, when are we going to get locked but down? When are they going to go How, you, how have you found
1: your uh, jujitsu training? Oh, here we go. I France lo- is obsessed with jujitsu. I love it.
0: No, I love it. I think so yeah. jujitsu is my, 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 my favorite element out of all of it. Yeah. I trained it for a little bit. I've, I've lucky to have done some stuff with, um, uh, Roger Gracie before and the Gracie So I'd say he's my co-
1: he's my coach. He's my professor. He's, he's unbelievable. Gracie, yeah. he, he's yeah. like
0: I, him and I. Uh, Roger and I have the same physio. So I basically said that whatever happens after this fighting stuff finishes, I'm going to just go f- go do well, jiu-jitsu. Uh, well, well, yeah, but, well, come come, that-
1: come train with me at uh, at Rogers. We'll have a spa. Problem is, spa.
0: A problem is, that I, I, do you know what I would do? Because also James Cooper, obviously. the, the Yeah, the, I
1: know James Cooper. Yeah. The,
0: you know, the, the world's biggest man, you know, black belt in jiu-jitsu, would probably tear me in half like a yellow pages. I physically do not have the energy to do anymore. So every time I say to people <coughs> I'm doing MMA, there's already somebody who goes, come and train at our gym, come and train. Yeah, and you won't be sport. able to do it.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, but yeah. But also, yeah.
0: it's my coaches. You know, it's like, it's not the same way as I play for Was. I can't just go and train at like Maidenhead Rugby Club. I, I, I have to do exactly what my coaches tell me. Yeah, you know, I, I call him sir I'm like yes sir, no sir, three bags full well, sir, whatever you want to do. Well
1: when you can it would be great to have a roar.
0: Yeah I'll, I'll, stre- I'll choke the fuck I, out of you yeah, what, yeah, well, I'll I mean, fuck
1: I'm, you both up I'd
2: fuck you both up. Haskell Wait. I'd take you down, I'd fuck, it. Jamie, I'd fuck well, have you out of Have you got your
0: blue belt yet?
2: I'd, I'd, uh, I'd, I I don't need it, I'd choke you out a a heartbeat
0: I've got a black belt in chat and I'd tear the rest of that lid off Jamie before you fucking knew what was happening
2: but James, also, you must like jujitsu because you're a chess player. Yeah, it, it's, it's very like, much. It's like playing chess, right? So you you're basically thinking all the time about the opponent's next move, what's going to happen, and that's why you probably like. And it's physical. It's like a physical game of chess. It's also
1: right? a steady thing of refinement. You're refining your techniques, getting better at those things, and and just sharpening your weapons.
0: And also, but it's also like you know the very fact that just you know one false move, one exposed thing, and you're in you're in so much trouble. Yeah. You know, and i I've, I've rolled with some. I mean so what we so when we were doing the normal the normal rolling you know I would roll with people probably in my ability better and everything else and then they'd put me in for like the last two rounds with someone that was way lighter than me but was incredible that could just continuously maintain pressure so every I'm working the whole time to try to not get mounted not to get side control not for them to not for them to choke me and obviously we're doing it no gi but still you know not not to get the trying not to all these kind of things were were so difficult but I, I was you know at some point you're so tired that like you almost want to cry. Um, so I think you know my my target is once I finish is to get my is to get my black belt in um, yeah. in jujitsu. You know if it takes me you know 12, 10, 15 years, whatever. I've actually
1: I've actually got my blue belt. I got it in January.
2: What's what is more? Can I ask, What is more intimidating for you? You went into every single week. You were playing a rugby match against people who wanted to rip your head off. You you know you know playing the playing the All Blacks especially. That must have been freaking intimidating. What is what is worse? Doing that or knowing you're you've got to fight something like an MMA fight? What what was more intimidating? Or do you separate it?
0: No, fighting, fighting hands down. Is it, fighting. Is it scary?
2: Yeah, I was never, yeah.
0: I mean, there, look, there is a massive element of fear of, of doing it. You know, that's partly why I did it because you've got to frighten yourself a little bit. Um, and, you know, I went, look, I, I, I'm not an overly violent person. I don't pretend I'm a particularly tough person. I don't pretend I'm particularly hard. You know, a lot. Of, a lot there's a lot of people out there who think they're they're bulletproof, you know. I. But the thing is, it, the difference is when, it, when it's go time, it's go time and, you, and that competitive element comes in and then I have that ability to turn it on. But I don't walk around wanting to do that all the time. So in rugby, you would peak, you know, I was never intimidated by playing the All Blacks. I was respectful. And you and I was fearful about making sure that I didn't make mistakes. Uh, And I actually had a lot of confidence issues around my ability. You know, we talk about mental health week and all this kind of stuff like self confidence issues around that in particular. But fighting is very different. Fighting is like, you know, you're going against someone and, you know, it's not just like boxing. It's, there are so many weapons yeah. at their disposal, and so much stuff that you've got to focus on. And you know, it's five minutes, and there's no, there's no escaping. You're oh, in, you're in a, a cage, and,
1: and you get, and you, and you feel so like it's so difficult to think about anything else when someone's trying to kill you, someone's trying to choke you out, someone's yeah, trying to exactly. armbar you, and, and they're just coming at you. You're just trying to you. survive, yeah.
2: And they're just coming at you and you're just thinking, Are they tiring? Are they tiring like I'm tiring? Oh my god, Ooh. that that is the worst thing. James, so you mentioned I think it's really important to touch and it is mental health awareness week. I think we should touch on it. You know, there's a lot of there's a so lot enough of, of that, enough of that enough of that
1: bullying, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Just, just a bully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's so a mean lot of,
2: there's a lot of there's a lot of mental health in sport, right? Um, you know, b- where people get injured, they don't make it in, and especially when people r- have to retire either early or they retire later. You said that you kind of have always been kind of living in the present, so perhaps that's um suggesting that you you yourself may not have uh, experienced sort of depression or things that you may experience other things. Um h- was it hard for you leaving the sport that you that you loved and and seeing friends leave it and things like that?
0: Yeah, I mean, look. I, I think firstly, I'm a massive advocate of mental health. I've always yeah, since same. the age of since the age of 17, I've always seen a sports psychologist. Up until at 35, I still speak to people now. I still get therapy now for, for different things. You know, originally, it was for uh, performance related stuff in terms of how to get the best out of me. You know, how to con- be a consistent performer on the field. How to deal with ups and downs. How to deal with you know disappointments. You know, all those kind of things. Non selection. Uh, confidence, you know, a bit. That, so I've always dealt with that. I think you know, um, I'm in a privileged position of being seen as, you know, a real man's man, like a lad, 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 etc. So you know, men are the worst at speaking about their feelings, and it, and there's no wonder people are bad about speaking about their feelings for the sole reason that when we're, you know, when we're children, I'll give you an example. You know, when a, and, and this is what someone was telling me. You've got children, right? And you've got a little girl, and a little boy, right? And the little girl falls over and she starts crying. If not, the parents will pick the little girl up. They'll comfort her. It's okay. When a boy falls over, get up. Stop crying. Why are you crying? Don't cry. Boys don't cry. Men don't cry. And it's you know it's already innately built into us that it's not acceptable to show weakness and everything else. So when I came to uh, retirement, I was scared. I, I was scared. I was emotional. I broke down in front of the team when I said to them I was going to retire. Um, I had no idea about my my future, but I've always been open to develop that because. As people and sports people in particular, we spend the most money on nutrition, training, equipment, GPS, video analysis. But the mm. thing that is neglected more than anything else is the mind. The mind. Players, yeah. you know, I could count on a handful of people out of a squad of forty. How many were speaking to psychologists? And it's the it's the most bizarre thing. And I think yeah. in this period of lockdown, if anyone's listening to this, pick up the phone and reach out to someone. And what do people what people think is when you have therapy? You've got to cry. You've got to have a. You've got to have something terrible have happened to you to justify mm. it. No. Sometimes. You have a shit day. Sometimes you're feeling bad. Sometimes you're feeling lost. Sometimes you're feeling anxious and you've just got to talk to someone. And, and that's why I think it's so important, things like Movember and you know, Mind and all these kind of... Like, I, I've now become a trustee of Restart, which is the charity which helps uh, rugby players restart their careers, but also offers a, um, an anonymous helpline for players. And about 50, 60 players a season are calling this up. And some of them have been close to killing themselves yeah. if they did, if people didn't intervene and help. So, you know, I just I think it's so, so, so important.
1: It is. So so, yeah. Know. So no, also what, I, what you were talking about before, what I, someone told me this, uh, my girlfriend told me this. But apparently when you cry, your tears actually contain cortisol. So you're actually directly re- reducing the stress in your body. You're reducing the cortisol levels in your body. Fascinating. That, that, that,
2: adrenaline. that is
1: fascinating, actually.
2: But, but uh, James, it, it, I think I think uh, it's really true. And I think it's so good for you to speak out. I, you know, I'm like you. I, I speak to a therapist. I'm lucky enough to be able to afford a therapist. And I and I have one I speak to someone once a week. And I think it's very important for that self-awareness. Um, but it's it's great that you do it because you are perceived as this as like alpha male, like ultimate alpha male, rugby player, cage fighter, all these kind of things. And if you are out there speaking about the fact that you can speak out, I think it's so important. You know, I've seen the statistic this week: eighty-two men in the UK kill themselves uh, a week. Eighty-two men. That is crazy. It's the biggest killer for males under forty-five. Is because guys don't speak out and be honest about how they're feeling or wh- what they're. Well, they don't feel like they can cry. Yeah, they feel like they can't cry because then, therefore,
0: you're <laughs> weak. But also, it's the, yeah, it, it, but it, again, it's the language we use. Like, we joked about meme crime and he says it's a pussy and everything else. Like, ah, I, like I, it's, it, you know, I tongue in cheek because we, we obviously corrected it, but it, it's, you know, it is important to understand that people are struggling. And when men ask each other how you are, it's just the ego. It's like, how are you? Fine, fine, great, great. And, and I, I've got a couple of mates. Every time I ask them, are they okay? They say they're fine. And then, it, and then, you know, two hours down the line, it emerges, actually, they're not fine. They're worried about this. They're worried about that. And it's like, I think sometimes... If you're not prepared to pick up the phone and, 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 and speak to someone, because like you said, there are free therapy. There is free therapy available. Mm, yeah. if, you can, if you're can, if you lucky enough to afford it, you can. There are helplines. But you know what? If you've got any doubts about a friend in, in anything, pick up the phone and call them up. And keep them on yeah. the phone. And, and, and even if they don't want to open up, just check in with them. Make sure they always know that somebody's there, and that's and that's the first step you can do, which I think is really important. Mate, and that's also, well, that's well why done. I think
1: that's why I think also see, speaking to an actual therapist is such a privilege because you know it it's, it you know you can um, feel like you're burdening your friends with stuff just if you feel like you know you're always complaining about your own you know so it's nice to have someone. Also, there are these free helplines which you which you can call. It. It's nice to have someone else who's neutral that you can just offload to. That's not someone in your immediate uh, circle. Yeah. yeah.
2: Listen, James. Also, we gotta to touch on the fact that the the nation fell in love with you, yeah. The big rugby playing DJ through "I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here," motherfuckers. Well, it How did. Was that? It, they, they, they. Did. Fell in, they it, we fell in love with you, man. They we fell did, in love with then you, and they
0: didn't. They did, and they didn't. If it wasn't for my my departure and the fact that like everybody cried and said they'd ripped the heart out of the camp, and everyone was like, you know, I, I yeah, because it could have. The thing is, look, you know, you guys know that like, in reality TV, you know, it can go, it can go one of two ways. If, totally. If it's If it's something that you don't control or have editorial control over, you know it. I did it because I'd retired. It was a privilege to be asked. Um, You know, I was pretty, you know, not 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 particularly well known. Anything that goes out in front of 40 million people is a privilege to be involved in. You know, for the first two or three weeks, I mean, I've not watched any of it back because my memories of what it was are very different than you guys would have seen it. Sure. So, you know, my wife said, you know, she was my she's my barometer. She said, look, you know, you were like you were like everybody loved you. You were brilliant, and then you kind of had a day where they basically just showed three times you snapped at people and 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 I wouldn't have I don't I remember not,
2: that I don't remember that
0: no nah, it was it was but the thing is it was the same thing that I would have done you know hungry or not hungry I would have said listen you know because I'm always come from a team a team background where yeah. you know it's the greater good of the people around you not just the needs of the individual and you know, I was always trying to be chivalrous, like letting women go first. But every day was a rigmarole of you go first, no, you go first. Yeah. When you've done that forty times, it's like, look, can we just cut shit and just yeah. just go first, you know? You um, were
2: trying to be the Harry Red weren't you? Yeah. You were literally like, oh double, you
1: go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I
0: was, yeah, but I, I was. But once you've once you've had no you go, no you go, no you go, <laughs> yeah. it's like fucking shut up and just go. Um, I need so, to take a shit, let
2: me just yeah, do it.
0: So so that was kind of quite annoying. But then what I think was really touching, and again when I cried, like I I so when I when when Chloe met me on the bridge. Um, I was, I'd lost 12 kgs because nobody that apparently in TV massive. or the real world understands about nutrition. I was, I, I used my fitness power to track my food and I, I was having four spoons, so four uh, dessert spoonfuls of rice in the morning and four uh, dessert spoonfuls of beans at lunch. That's 150 calories that I was having for the majority of the day. And they told me that I was going to be having uh, 1,500, right? And then when we won the stars, and we got like crocodile feet and a load of vegetables. There was no fats. There's no calories. That was about that was about seven hundred calories a day. I get more of that in a coffee these days. So that was were you, hard. Were you were you starving? Were you starving? Mate, I I because I basically because nobody knew who I was on that show. Everyone was talking about other subjects. No one gives a shit about rugby. So I was I could be myself. I could I was just being really nice to people. I didn't struggle with. Uh, Missing my fam, I didn't struggle with the challenges. I I was able to put my arm around people and just be nice, which is really, Mm. which is really good for me. Because in rugby circles and in in most crowds, I I always wear the clown hat. I like making people laugh. I like entertaining people. But you know, once you, you know, because you're on a show, you. I didn't want to. You don't need to overperform. We spent all day talking and doing stuff. I was kind of able to to be that person. So when I got when I got left when I left and Caitlin's, you know, told Anton Dekker for pulling the heart out of the group and. Jacqueline's crying, Roman's crying, Ian Wright's crying. You know, the media actually, interestingly, wrote a story going, you know, have ITV lied to the British public? Because there was this period of time where I was public enemy number one, apparently, and then because everyone said I wasn't actually an arsehole, I I, I came out of it okay. But now I'm in a weird situation where it hasn't really changed my life. Everybody who watches it is way nicer than sports fans. They come up, (laughs) sports fans come up and go, Matt, I used to think you are a bit of a prick, but then I saw you play for England, now I like you. (laughs) Um, uh, I'm a celeb. Fans come up and go, "I loved you in the jungle. I loved the way you were. I loved you, no nonsense. You were brilliant." I, and I've never been so like, um, yeah. honoured to be like to be on TV. But I'm now known as James Off. I'm a celeb. That's, yeah. that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. And it, it hasn't made me any more money. It hasn't made me any more money. So, I mean, it was sort of good, but it hasn't really done anything, really.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but, it, it, but there was a fu- the funniest bit, because you were, was so great about you, and this is why you, I'm sure you'll be asked to do so many more things, because you are so real and authentic. And what normally happens is that people go into these shows or they do something, whether it's... Presenting whatever it is, and they try and act someone else. You don't. It's no bullshit with you. You're just straight up. And the funniest bit is when you would basically talk about you and Caitlyn Jenner and just saying you're basically like a married couple. You just basically just get angry with each other and take jives at each other. It was two Ken- like alpha males or one female, and one male going against each but, other.
0: Maybe she was she was fantastic. <laughs> but but the, th- the, th- the thing with, with Caitlyn was is that she her hearing aids were set to um, they, were, they were set at a volume. But when she went into jungle, she left. They were set via her phone. So she couldn't hear. So oh, I was God. always paired with her and it was like a comedy sketch. I'd be like, Caitlin, Caitlin, <laughs> Caitlin. <laughs> and she'd be like, what? I'd be like, come here. And then we'd be filming. And because she was used to filming like, Keeping Up with the Kardashians and the Caitlin show, when they were interviewing us pre and post challenge, when she was done, she'd just walk off. And they'd, and, and they'd be going, Caitlin, Caitlin, <laughs> She couldn't hear them. I'd be like, Caitlyn, <laughs> fucking Caitlyn, <laughs> come back. So she'd come back here and she'd be like, don't you shout at me. I'm like, Caitlin, I'm not. Turn your fucking hearing aids up, <laughs> but we just we got like a house on fire, and she, you know, she was so inspirational. So and her journey. She seems super
2: cool. She seems cool, oh,
0: mate. Her her determination, her her, you know, the, the journey she went through, you know, how she was as a person, the fact that she was the greatest athlete on the planet, yeah. and 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 um, was so concerned that she had shoehorned herself into a life that she could never get out of when all she wanted to be was a woman, and then to do a U turn to the point where she wanted to kill herself, yeah. to do a U-turn, to then become a, 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 a transgender icon.
1: But yeah. her and I had a
0: great time. But she was always hitting me, always bullying me, always shouting at me. Um, but I, yeah, we had, a, we had a great time. We've we stayed in touch since, actually. She's, she's, um, she's brilliant.
2: Because she's one of these people who, I, I assume, would just keep pushing you. She'd push you, push you, push you to make sure you're, you're being your best. Yeah. You're being your best. She would challenge you every single day, which is yeah. kind of a really good way. Good, you kind of want that sort of competition almost when you're in a place like that.
0: Yeah, but she struggled. You know, the first night we didn't think she she woke up crying. I, I saw yeah. her not sleeping very well, and I was like, I was like, listen, what you know, what's what's going on? And she was like, I, you know, I did this show ten years ago, or twenty years ago. I don't understand why the hell I agreed to do it. Why am I back here? And it, you know, and she was like, I'm not sure I want to stay. And it was like, you know, she was so important every day. And you know, she woke up and was like, you know, it's uh, uh, it's just it's not another day. It's another day to excel. And we would just be like, ah, Caitlin. <laughs> um, but it was just she would tell everybody off, do what she, whatever the fuck she was going to do. She's a 70-year-old woman. You yeah, know, she yeah it's amazing. You know when you, when you reach 70, you just don't give a shit. She was just <laughs> arguing with everyone, telling everyone to <laughs> shut up. I was like – and she'd just tell me off like I was like her little husband. I was like,
2: sorry, <laughs> man, sorry. It was so funny. James, who, who do you in life then uh, – who do you admire? Do you admire – people because you're kind of like a headstrong person, so it's, uh, you. that's quite a tricky thing for you to pick, I assume. Who, who do you admire?
0: Well, I mean, uh, up until – uh, look, I, I, I always admire people who uh, were a genuine to themselves. B, um, you know, talk to good game, but always delivered. So you know, uh, you're going to say Jesus saying,
2: or someone? Jesus only. Jesus, <laughs> no,
0: absolutely not. I, I, you know, I think I think like people like you know, I quite like Floyd Mayweather. Of, you know, yeah. the, the wife, the wife being a part, and Conor McGregor, the off, off, out cage activities, because you know he, he saw life as a business. Uh, you know, everything was about performance. But then having watched that. Um, you know, the last dance, Michael Jordan. I mean, Mate. oh yeah, it's
1: brilliant. Yeah.
0: Hands down, my new, my new ultimate inspiration, for the wow. determination, mindset, everything. What a boy. And listen, uh, do you know what? There is probably a, a people, the same amount of people that hate him as love him. And, but I love that because he's yeah. got one life and he's lived it to the absolute full.
2: Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, hey, listen, Francis, we've gone to that moment. We need to have the answer to the question of the week.
1: All right. So what were your answers?
0: Uh, Mine was, was electric your... cat's eyes. Electric cat's eyes.
1: Stupid answer. Uh, ja- Jamie said, bit, what, any lighting of any type? I actually
0: know what it is. I actually know what it is now. What, what is it? Yellow post boxes.
1: Oh, yeah? Is that your answer? Yeah. Uh, are you changing your answer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Okay, Jamie, what's, what did you say? Lighting. I, of any no, li-
2: there's no lighting on the streets.
1: Yeah, it's dark at night. It's dark at night. <laughs> um, dark. No, okay, no. The answer is actually stop signs. They, n- they have no more stop signs in Paris. In 2012, they removed the last one.
2: Well, that's the what. Sweet. That's good.
0: Yeah. That's good knowledge for us. I thought it was what. Mo- you, I thought you said what do France have more of than we? No, 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 we- no.
1: That France. What do France not have that we have? Ah, that pre- ah. Well,
0: there's
1: loads of things you could say. Loads of things. No, but stop Don't signs. Don't pretend, James, James like you knew. Ah, oh,
2: I knew that one. <laughs> I was robbed. I was robbed. <laughs> <laughs> I was robbed. Um, Mate, listen. We've taken up far too much of your time. Honestly, uh, mate, you're you're an absolute legend. You you were a hero of mine growing up on the rugby field. Uh, you have just did so amazing things in the jungle. You're have you're you... DJing now. You're uh, you motivational speaker. We can listen to your podcast. Uh, what's your podcast? Have you got
0: any now? music coming out? Yeah. So actually, I'm making a track with somebody at the moment. Uh, my if you like house music, I've got a radio show called Batra Radio. It's available on uh, iTunes and Mixcloud. Um, and also, I've got a podcast called House of Rugby it goes out every week. Uh, it's on great, Joe. Uh, yeah, it's sort of grown to sort of mad, mad levels. I'm, you know, I'm not sure we rival you guys, but we, you know, we're doing we're doing pretty well. So if you, I mean, I,
2: lo- it, I love the one. Sorry, I love the one with Matt Gitter where he spoke about Wilkinson.
0: Yeah, it is, it's just amazing. great. It just, because also, because I think we. People just come on and open up. Uh, I think that's what's really nice. It's like it's not meant to be super rugby-orientated. I mean, if we actually talk about rugby, I get upset. It's about the stories and personalities behind people that I'm interested in.
2: Uh, but where can we get your music again?
0: Yes, yeah, so you can find music on uh, Apple, Apple Music, iTunes. It's called James Haskell Back Row Radio. See what I've done there? Um, and uh, it's on, It's also on Mix Cloud, uh, And I've got Soundcloud with all of my DJ mixes and House of Rugby... Uh, you can find on YouTube or uh, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, whatever.
2: I can't wait for your next motivational talk. I'm going to heckle you in the front row. <laughs> I'm going to heckle this shit I, out of I you.
0: Will, I will literally <laughs> break you down and build you back up again. You'll be even better than you are now.
2: You'll, you'll go in there. <laughs> Mate, honestly, what we like to do at the end of the podcast is leave our listeners with something inspirational. Okay. Uh, so inspirational, all I would say is... Every single
0: day is an opportunity for you to be slightly better than you were before. And I think if you split your lives into all the different areas, nutrition, health, mental, family, friends, and you put a little bit of work in each of those, you can be way better and life becomes much more enjoyable.
2: Mate, you're an absolute cheat. Honestly, James, thank you so much, buddy. I really appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you.